Welcome to the Everyday Conversion Podcast, the only five-day-a-week podcast helping faithful members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints have and foster daily gospel discussions with their families based on the Come, Follow Me curriculum. I'm your host, Mark Sievercrop, and it's important for me to tell you up front that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts of this podcast alone and do not represent the official doctrine and viewpoint of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. With that in mind, let's jump right in with today's episode. During the Savior's earthly ministry, most of the focus was on Him and rightfully so. But sometimes we forget that the 12 were also preaching, giving blessings, and healing people. As a matter of fact, the Savior sent them forth to do just that. So in Matthew chapter 17, we learn of a time when the apostles were doing just that. But in this instance, they were unable to actually heal the person. Starting in verse 14 of Matthew 17, here's what it says. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed, for oft times he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart, and said, Why could we not cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. How be it? This kind goeth out, goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. And there's also in Matthew nine, or Mark nine um, another aspect of this that's pretty well known, really. So in Mark nine, when the father brings the child to the savior, it says, um, he says, "If thou canst do anything." Have compassion on us and help us. Jesus saith unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. So there's several things that I really, really like and want to touch on in this story. There's lots to learn, lots of things we can learn. So first off, we don't know who Christ is speaking to in verse 17 of Matthew when he says, oh, faithless and perverse generation. We don't know if he's talking to the apostles or this the father of this child. That one makes sense because right before that, the father is saying, you know, your disciples tried to, to heal him and they couldn't do it. So I, I mean, this is just, you know, this is, I, I can't say the gospel of Mark. I used to say that this is the gospel according to Mark. Well, I can't say that because there actually is a gospel of Mark and that's not what I'm talking about. My personal opinion, as I was reading this, the thought came to my mind 
that it could be partly that this this father had a little bit of doubt. Well, we know he had a little bit of doubt because he told the Savior, help my unbelief. So it could be that he lacked faith in the apostles' ability to provide the healing that was necessary. And we've seen in other of the Savior's miracles where unbelief has an effect on that person's ability to be healed. So that could have been. Maybe he lacked the faith in the apostles' ability, and so because he didn't believe that they could do it, they weren't able to do it, and so he went, quote, up the chain to Christ, you know, kind of the same way that some people, I think, erroneously uh, believe that a blessing from a general authority will be more um, effective than a blessing from their home teacher or from a member of their ward or even a bishop or a stake president. Now, the priesthood is the priesthood, and an elder, a newly ordained elder, holds just as much power, priesthood authority, as an apostle does and can give the same blessing that an apostle can. So it's important for us to realize that and remember that, that the, the, the priesthood authority does not change based on the priesthood office. And that's important. And, and so I wonder if that maybe might have been a little bit of it, that, that he wasn't completely convinced that the apostles would be able to help his son at that time. And so he went to the Savior, but maybe not. But we also know that the apostles lacked faith. We know that they didn't have faith. Um, you know, or at least had some unbelief. You know, in 19 and 20, it says, you know, that the, the apostles said, why could we not cast them out? And the Savior said, because of your unbelief, because you didn't believe. So he, he rebukes them a little bit and, and, and encourages them to have a little bit of faith. And then on this idea of faith, you know, I love, and it's one of my favorites, I love um, this interaction in Mark that's recorded of the, this father and the Savior where, you know, he basically says, if you can do anything for us, if there's any way you can help us, please do it. You know, it talks about how their son, you know, he, he would fall into the fire, he'd fall into the water, and and this family was concerned. They were worried. They were always having to, to watch this son of theirs. They were, you know, it was, it was great concern. So he's saying, he's saying, have compassion on us, us, our family. And the Savior basically tells him, look, if you can believe, all things are possible. You know, anything can can be done if you can believe. And I love that this, the father jumps out and immediately says, Lord, I believe. Like he says, I, I have faith. But then he immediately says, help thou my unbelief. He recognizes that he doesn't have a perfect faith, that he has some doubt, that he has some concerns. And, and I love his honesty. I love his humility in being able to say to the Savior, I'm believing as much as I can. Help me with the rest. You know, I mean, it, it's a wonderful example of somebody relying upon the atonement, relying upon the Savior to make up the difference between where they're at and where they can get to and where they need to be. So there's a couple quotes that I really, really like here um, that talk about this. First is uh, Bruce R. McConkie. Elder McConkie says, um, kind of playing on this, uh, or not playing, but referencing what the Savior said about faith. He says, quote, by faith, all things are possible. Nothing is too hard for the Lord. No sickness is too severe, no disease too disabling, no plague too destructive to be cured by the power that is faith. Whether in life or in death, nothing is withheld from those who abide the law of faith which entitles them to receive it. But in practice, even among the most righteous mortals, faith or power is enjoyed in varying degrees and some maladies require the exercise of greater healing power than others. 
And then Joseph Smith once said, quote, If a man has not faith enough to do one thing, he may have faith to do another. If he cannot remove a mountain, he may heal the sick. So just this idea of, you know, just because somebody's not able to do something, it doesn't mean you don't have faith. It's just faith is in degrees and we can develop our faith. You know, none of us have perfect faith. We're all in the same boat as this, as this, um, as this father where we have faith and we have doubt. We have unbelief. You know, if we had perfect faith, it wouldn't be faith anymore. It would be a perfect knowledge. Um, but it's so, it's so neat to see, um, the humility of this father. And and one other thing that I missed, I totally missed writing down here that I love. And one thing that I learned as I was studying through this and came to mind is this idea of, you know, the savior says, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, remove hence to yonder place. And this doesn't have to, it does have to do with faith, but it has to do more with the priesthood and how the priesthood works. I've heard that story many times. And we always think about, you know, you can, if you have faith, you can move a mountain. Well, when I was reading that, I realized that the Savior doesn't say you can move a mountain in that you can just fling it somewhere. It's a controlled power. He says, you can say to this mountain, remove hence to yonder place. So remove from here and go right there. And I think that's an interesting distinction with, with the power of the priesthood, um, that it's a, it's a power of control. It's not... It's not chaos. It's not, you know, it's not a superhero destroying things. It's a controlled power. Like he says, you can say, remove and go over there. It's a, it's a power of control. And I think that's an important aspect of the priesthood that I had never thought of before is that idea of, of it being a controlled power. So uh, that was just, sorry, a side note um, that I, as, I, as I was reading one of the things I learned. So my questions to you today are, first off, what do we learn about faith from this story. And the second is when you experience doubt or unbelief, whether it's great or whether it's small, how can you still move forward relying upon the faith that you do have? You know, I encourage you today to, if you have a chance, listen or read Elder Jeffrey R. Holland's talk. It's titled Lord, I Believe, and it's from the April 2013 General Conference, and he addresses this this interaction with the Savior um, from this father about, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. It's a really, really good talk. I highly recommend you taking a few minutes to listen to it today. So just to recap again, the two questions, what do we learn about faith from this story? And second, when you experience doubt or unbelief, whether great or small in your life, how can you still move forward relying on the faith that you do have. Thank you for listening to the Everyday Conversion Podcast. For transcripts and other bonus materials, as well as past episodes, be sure to visit everydayconversion.com. And if you haven't yet, be sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening platform. This episode was a production of the Everyday Conversion Podcast. And while we are faithful members of the church, the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts of this podcast alone and do not represent the official doctrine and viewpoint of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For official doctrine and viewpoints of the church, please visit lds.org.